Hi, and welcome to the MTG Podcast, where we talk about Magic the Gathering and the topic of finance, as well as news and other types of uh, magic-related activity, I suppose. Uh, You're welcome to, to join us here for episode 32, another big episode, and this one's actually a special one, where we're on location here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Sir Walter Raleigh Coffee House. That's right, Sir Walter Coffee. Sir Walter Coffee, and with me as always is my co-host Devin. Hey everybody. And I'm Andy, and uh, we're happy to, to have you with us on this special little cast, on location, coming at you, something new and unique. As always, make sure to uh, check out the website, Andy always puts the juicy tidbits up there, and also if YouTube is your thing, make sure you go there as well. Yeah, we have been... We're drinking some coffee, and we've also been drinking some magic lately. We've been playing lots of magic this weekend. I know everybody's bubbling with the spoilers or the spark. That's right. That's right. We're a little bit excited. Some of the cards look pretty good. So I know. Well, let's dive right in. I mean, War of the Spark, the spoilers, we're getting lots of spoilers every day now. More and more news on that. Uh, More of the mechanics have been revealed. Uh, it's looking pretty exciting. And I know we've talked about this before, but I'm not sure... I think we've talked about this before, but what's your favorite location to check out spoiler information? You know, honestly, I I like checking out spoilers on MTG Goldfish because they have a page for all the spoilers. They're all sortable by uh, by color. It is sortable and filterable by color, by rarity... Um, and it also, on all those results, includes pricing. Oh, that's... Which nice. I like to see. I like to see potential... It's not, it doesn't have prices for all of them, but it does have it for some of them. So it's nice to see that information as well. Excellent. I've gotten a little bit lazier. I've been using the Mythic Spoiler <coughs> website. For a time, that, that website was actually problematic, but it's since been resolved. And um, I like how it's all visual. I like seeing the actual card. Um, and I, I think at the Goldfish they do something similar. Where Absolutely, we have all the card images visual. on the Goldfish yeah. as well. And, and the Goldfish has been great overall for its overall content and financial information. Yeah, I think overall it's, it's good. I don't know if I totally agree with the politics of the the uh, the, the people that run the Goldfish, but uh, that's a story for another cast. Maybe, yeah, point. maybe we'll talk about that at some point. Yeah, some, some funny stories there, but... Uh, but yeah, so that's a, that's a good place to look for spoilers. Um, new cards are coming out and spoiled every day. Uh, man, I mean, it's some of the, it looks fun. I, I'm sort of looking forward to the plane, the planeswalker heavy uh, environment. Some of the mechanics seem good. I, I um, so we we saw two new mechanics at least that I could think of: proliferate and amass. Have I, been know, two. Oh, I love the proliferate. That's it's a it's a it's a fan favorite for me. I agree. I mean, we haven't seen that since um, uh, Scars of Mirrodin and and that block. Uh, So that's that's pretty cool to see that. I I enjoyed the proliferate, too. It was good. But, I mean, that fits perfect. I mean, obviously, with Planeswalkers and Loyalty Counters, proliferate's almost like a no-brainer for having as a mechanic. Do you think they'll reprint the clock spinning? That was one of my favorite... uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, a counter or remove a counter of any type. Yeah. I feel that card was uh, a card that needed some love and some attention, and I thought always was 
just on the cusp of being great. Yeah. You know, because you, it was, I believe that was the one where you could add or remove a add color of any type. Any type, which made uh, it very... Uh, it was, but it, it wasn't quite powerful enough to really break no. out, but I think in the right environment, it could. So, and it was a common too, wasn't it? I believe. So. I believe it was a common. It was. Um, it had good art on it too, if I remember. The but um, was that a time spiral card? I believe. I believe it was. Block? Yes, yeah. I believe it was a time spiral. You know, I'd be curious to see uh, how the pricing goes. If there are any planeswalkers that really want to tick up and could use that, that share blue, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious. I haven't really paid any attention to that, and, and I don't really pay attention to commons really too much. Not, but it's, it's not too hard to keep track. But every once in a while, when this sort of situation pops up, it makes you think of an old card that has never been reprinted. It would be interesting to see what, what the pricing is on that and some of those old ones, like the counter ones. Because I, I, I do have a deck or two that does some of those little yeah, like more have an extra upkeep cheaper an extra upkeep counter. Things, yeah. yeah. Be curious to see. And I guess the other one, a mass. Where this is a new one, so it's a mass and then a number, so a mass one, which is put a plus one, plus one counter on an army you control. If you don't control one, create a zero, zero black zombie army creature token first. Oh, wow. Bear with the noise there. We're... So you're getting a, I guess, a ticked up zombie, effectively. Oh, that can, yeah. can, can get bigger and bigger. I like that. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. Uh, I, I guess... Um, I like things that passively grow. Yeah, and again, passively having grow. Sort of extra and then, of course, we've got stuff. other things that interact with zombies and, you know, uh, plus one counters, so... I'd be curious uh, if things are born with a mass as well. Let's see, the beginning of your life. They are. I believe yeah. there are some things that some start off that with it. a mass to begin but with. Now that seems like all you need is time at that rate. Yeah, yeah. And again, like that... Like the cards that give an extra upkeep or something. I can't remember the the that one haze card. The paradox haze gives yeah. you extra upkeep. Things like that would be super fun with a mass, right? All of a sudden, your things are getting plus two, plus two a turn. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, god, I mean, that's really that's powerful. It's gonna get out of hand quickly. Exactly. Although you know, just looking really quickly at the cards, I'm not seeing. It looks like most of the amassed stuff are are sorceries or instants. Oh, really? Or enchantments. Or enchantments, okay. I'm not seeing any that are just straight out on the creature itself. creatures, although I, I Maybe could be wrong. Maybe there'll be some of the rares that'll be, uh, that'll be uh, spoiled. No, here's soon. a creature. Here's a creature. The, the, the Gleaming Overseer does have a mass, and a pretty damn good one, too. Wow, it's a 1-4 to start with for three mana, and it grows every turn, huh? It grows. Well, it only happens when it enters the battlefield. Oh, I the see. The mass, yeah. But See when Gleaming enters the battlefield? Oh, yeah. I see. So we're talking about the Gleaming Overseer. Wow, 2-5 for 3 mana. Seems good. Two, uh, but that's on a separate creature, remember. Put a 1-1 one, one kind on an army you control if you don't create an army. Oh, So I you're see. getting another oh, creature out of it. But in his case, man, that's... Even just for any other deck, zombie tokens you control have hexproof and mana. And he is Whoa! a zombie wizard. And he is a zombie himself. That seems awesome. Zombie tokens of hexproof. Wow, and menace. That card's a great uncommon card. I would say that's an amazing uncommon. Wow. Three mana for a one four that gives your tokens. One four that gives tokens and increase another token. And typically the uh, zombie tokens are two two tokens. They're not even the one one. Yeah. Giving them a menace can end the game pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how the the amass turns out. Um, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to the proliferate as well. Proliferate but a mass is good. plus proliferate is great. Oh, that's going to be amazing. 
So a mask is what? In what color is that? Um, well, that we've like seen green it and white? in. I believe we've seen it in. I uh, think it's almost. We've seen it in blue. We've seen it in black. Uh, what was the creature we just saw? The oh, that was blue black. Okay. That was a zombie. Um, I'm not sure what other ones have it. Um, seems like it would be a green thing, but it seems naturally green. But I'm I'm wondering the mask fitting the flavor of a zombie army for yeah. Bola seems more yeah, black blue. More, uh, so what do you think about the uh, the, uh, the the creature type coming back to vehicles? Are you excited about the vehicles? You know, I never liked the vehicles. <laughs> I thought that was a weaker kind of construct and more for a flavor kind of thing. We, we saw them first in, I think, Kaladesh. Yeah. And I just, you know, I... I I've never made a full vehicle deck. I was never that interested. <clears throat> I, I never did either, but you know, I, I part of the reason for that was because I I wasn't about to start with just after Kaladesh came out. I would have had to wait until the Ether Revolt came as well, so I at least had access to all the vehicle cards. Yeah. And I never really I didn't really play very much during that time, so that was a little bit of a dead time for me. So I never really uh, I never really went to it, and I never, I never made a deck around that, yeah. and I never went back to it because, I, like you, I was never that enthusiastic about it. It, you know, now that we're gonna see more of them, maybe you could have a more viable deck. Uh-huh. I do like how the new, the new ones, there's like advantages and disadvantages to the new ones, and one of the advantages is that they have other ways to become crude in some cases. So. Like this museum tank that we're looking at is this a lot new one, um, two red, uh, one colorless. So yeah, so that brings up another thing: the, these are not colorless necessarily any longer, yeah. which I'm hugely not a fan of on its face. I don't like the idea no. of, of colored vehicles. On the flip side, they seem to have other ways to become crude. So uh, this museum tank, which is three mana for a three-two trample, is in red. And it may become crude by tapping a creature or by casting a, a non-creature, a non-creature spell. spell. So if you cast like a sorcery or an instant, and that's really the only kind of deck this would probably go in. Exactly. Because it would get a, it would be a four-three trample with after you cast a like a shock or something. So it fits in some of these decks. That and um, this is a rare. Uh, it fits in some of these uh, red deck, you know, I rush styles. I don't know if it's good enough for that, really. But, you know, um, if it was haste, then yeah. I might be a little bit more on board. Yeah, but uh, for three mana and two reds, I don't see it really being worth it, and I don't. Or know. one red, I'd be more. Yeah, if it was one red, maybe a little le- a little easier to get out. But you really have to be strongly in red for this. So I, I'm not that enthusiastic still about the vehicles. I'm slightly more enthusiastic about them because, say for the sake of argument, there are vehicles that I'm on the fence about, and. There are, say there are some really good vehicles that are in a color that I like, maybe I would consider making a vehicle that. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I do like the fact that, as you said, like the... Alternative. The alternate way. It be, if you cast it, it can become an artifact creature, which then can attack. So you don't have to worry about the crew part of it, yeah. I guess. Which is a nice, a nice bonus of that. Yeah, it gives you another way to, to not just be sitting there with a useless card. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope that more of the vehicles are like that. I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's something different. I mean, we we keep seeing things like that. Well, you know what was it? Uh, I guess colored artifacts 
uh, back in that's true Mirrodin or I mean Scars and of Mirrodin initially I didn't care for that either I think uh, that was even during was it the Alara block I believe was it that far I back believe, yeah yeah you're right you're yeah, right Alara we I had think, uh, first started seeing of, uh, Ether Swarm stuff and yeah, uh, and at, at that time I was not very enthusiastic border, border about that either. Like things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so I didn't care for that initially. I thought that's dumb, but maybe you know I've come around to that more. But so maybe the, the same thing will happen with the vehicles. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I kind of doubt it too. I, I mean, I understand for flavor purposes. Well, that's a well, no, actually, for flavor purposes, yeah, I guess it kind of works. In in general, though, when I think artifact, I think Hollywood, and I don't. I agree. It, it, it seems like that's kind of a natural thing for that. And then by exposing it to colors, well, now we can have all sorts of interactions by being a color, a color. and an artifact. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll have to see how this uh, plays out. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not holding my breath, but, um, you know, we'll see. And I, I don't know how it even fits in the flavor of the set very much either, but it, it seems exactly. odd. It almost seems like it's being forced because they either didn't come up with something better or... I don't know, they were just looking for something yeah. that was maybe underwhelming as a mechanic because they know that the boxes are going to sell because of all the planeswalkers. The so they're like, let's get this crappy mechanic out of the way so that we can save a better mechanic for later. So who, yep. knows, what's, who knows what's going on in their minds, you know? But it wouldn't surprise me. Like, if I had something awesome, I would also pair it with something sucky. Because yeah, you, you can't have too many sucky mechanics in the same spot. Otherwise, people are going to be ticked off. And because everybody's going to be just going ape over the uh, Planeswalkers all yeah. over the place, that is going to sell boxes for them regardless, regardless. of any other Absolutely. of any other consideration. Yep. Bear the noise here. A big truck's passing. Yes, we are outside on location. <laughs> we are in the natural environment. <laughs> we are in the wild. We are in the wild. <laughs> um, well, I guess that's a good point, too. Speaking of Planeswalkers, I mean, this is a Planeswalkers rich set and uh, you know traditionally in the set you had maybe I don't know two to five planeswalkers That's and those right. were usually the money cards the planeswalkers were very expensive I think even Teferi back from um, Dominia or Dominara uh, is still worth still like 40 there. bucks or yeah. so you know now we're having was I think 36 planeswalkers revealed at the moment uh, and who knows or, or maybe it's going to be total I'm not sure and uh, we do have some premium ones, obviously. Yeah, the mythics. Um, and you know, even just looking at you know through the spoiler, we you know even when we see Tezzeret, Master of the Bridge, going for almost fifty dollars alone. A little pre-release pricing, so pre-release pricing. Yeah. So we will drop it down. But do you think that you think the overwhelming amount of planeswalkers is going to dilute? all the pricing you know or is it still gonna have some that are just gonna be stronger than others and that's just how it is you know it's a good question I, I think that it will sort of steal from the specialness of the planeswalker subtype or creature or card type yeah and uh, you know who I especially see this hitting is, is her probably who hates it the most is the collectors mm-hmm. like for example there are people out there probably a substantial amount of them that collect every planeswalker I, I'm working on that myself. Are you slowly, really? slowly, okay. and not, yeah. not very actively. See, the problem is, it's like so hard to catch up, even now, when they're only releasing two to five a set. Yeah. But imagine all of a sudden they're going to release like, and you know what? Not only that, like collectors, they'll collect a foil of each one. Exactly. Do you know how yeah. hard it is to collect a foil of every one when there's like fifty in one one set? Very challenging. 
so I, you know, so I, I do feel that they are, they're gonna, they're watering it down a little bit, and I also feel that they are potentially, I don't know really how to say it, but I, I think it's, they're shooting their load all over this, and they're going all in. Yeah, they're going all in, and I, I think, I think it's probably a money grab for them. Uh, you know, I, you know, the, we we haven't had like the spring set. We haven't had the the big money set yet. You know, and so I think this they're planning to sell a ton of these boxes, and I think they were pushing the pushing the planeswalkers into the boxes for the purpose of selling lots and lots of product. And they're doing it at a very good time, timing-wise. And I don't know how far out they plan for these things, but they're timing it I'm very, sure very well yeah. with the growth of the player base. We've had a substantial amount of it, increase in the amount of players, yeah. and they are hitting this at just the right time. I, I totally agree. I think you're you're right. Bear Yep. I think you're absolutely right about the the timing and the overall strategy because we've got so many things factors going on here. We have an increase in player base. We have the rise of their esports and streamers. We've got yeah. arenas fucking in new people. We've got and then them transitioning over into paper and transitioning yep. into paper. I think what was it? Was it last year where Hasbro had reported the decrease in profits? And or uh, they had some financial problems because they were it, yeah, they, a little they, lower. They, they they basically pegged all that on the loss of uh, Toys R Us. Yeah, you know. But like all of these things all together, now we're we're hitting it really hard and over the top. I'm sure I'm sure Watsi's overlord in in the form of Hasbro has has rained down you know the demands. You will print us more money. We must have it. Yeah. So exactly. I'm sure there's some of that at play here. And you know, all those mythic invitationals and all all this stuff all together is making a giant push. Yeah. I, I think they are trying to sell a tremendous amount. The, the um, and, and uh, we'll see. And, and I think this is the way to do it. And um, it's definitely something the, people are interested. Yeah. Absolutely. The interest is high, and uh, and you know. And even my interest has peaked as well. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm a jaded old guy. Yeah, I, we're we're both kind of jaded, and we're we've seen it kind of over the long term life of the game. So, you know, it's it, it, it's it's interesting to see where this will this will, yeah. this will go. Absolutely. Um, and I think it it also to also tie that in is a culmination of their storyline. I mean, the whole planeswalkers and with Bolas and like you know, it's I, been a building storyline for I'm not how conf- many? I'm years? not confident they'll even end that storyline. They seem to keep going back to that. Well, the Gatewatch and all of this BS, like they they can't let that story die because they seem so bad at world building and storytelling. Like their storytelling abilities are terrible. I, I hope they finish something. I yeah, I would yeah. not predictions here. I wouldn't be surprised if the fight with Bolas. Ends in an escape. He and escapes, it ends he in an escape, yeah. and he gets away, or his death is not confirmed. Like yeah. somehow he fakes his death, or something happens. Uh, yeah. Or, or maybe he is uh, imprisoned, so like he can come back at some point. Yeah, I, I don't see them. I don't see them giving any finality to any story that they've got, especially when they don't have any other good stories. Yeah, and even this story is. is played out. It is very played out. I, I would not, I also put as a prediction out there that some of the Gatewatch, one or more, will die in this event. There, it's about time. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 
Do you think any of the, quote, deceased planeswalkers are going to return for this? I don't think so. I think Elspeth died, right? I believe so. um, There was a couple that died. At the end of Almond Cat, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, I think the whole story, like, her death was witnessed as well, I think. So it wasn't like a... So I I, I don't know. I, I... I don't know if they need to really tap that well, but... I wouldn't be surprised for, like, a big twister. You know, their spirits return to, to the final fight or something like that. You know, or if they somehow do something funny with the timeline. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, no. I could see some sort of timeline. They came, they came back from Planeswalker kind of Heaven. Timeline to, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I... We'll have to see how that goes. But I would like some some finality. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I guess maybe just to to wrap things up, yeah. you know, I guess, uh, who is your favorite Planeswalker, and if there isn't this set, how do you feel about it? You know, I, I really, I really don't have a favorite. I, I really, uh, probably would, would enjoy seeing Garuk come back. Uh, he was probably one of my favorites overall. I, <clears throat> I enjoyed, like, his whole storyline, where his whole deal was... You know, he was just a hunter, and he was after the sport, and that was his whole deal. I kind of miss that, yeah. just aggressive. Like, he's not, like, the noble dude trying the to rescue... Apex Predator. Yeah, he's, he wasn't trying to rescue a plane from Olaf. He wasn't yeah. trying to join the Gatewatch or fight the Eldrazi. Yeah. He wasn't doing any of that. He just wanted to kill things. Yeah. And kill the most powerful things he could get. Yeah. So, I, I kind of I kind of think he was probably one of the better, more interesting planes off yeah. for that reason. He didn't have ulterior motives. He didn't, like... He just wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he didn't care what anybody else wanted yeah. either. So I kind of like that. Yeah. So, he was probably my overall favorite. And I, we haven't seen him in a while. We haven't seen, so they I have to, hinted that he will be good. around. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I assume in this set as well. I guess we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. that'll be cool. I, I would say he's probably among the, among the top favorites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the originals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So... Very good. I would say for for me, I, you know, I always kind of liked him from the beginnings with uh, Thorin. Like, yeah. I always thought he he had a fun storyline. He he touched a lot of different storylines. He, uh, you know, he had a whole history behind him and Innistrad and uh, Aversin. Yeah, his, his story came to and to, to, uh, to prominence. You know, he was one of the kind of centuries old planeswalkers who, you know, was a kind of a master, and he was a vampire and. Uh, you know, he was, he had a whole, you yeah, know... Yeah, like the whole story with Avicen and all that. Like, Avicen, that cool. and he had to yeah. kill her. Yeah, And well, then they, they kind of took it out of the new storyline with him fighting Nahiri, Nahari. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of... Yeah, I, I like that storyline a lot better. You're exactly right. It was more one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. Because it wasn't a dumb Gatewatch thing. It, yeah, it wasn't so, any Gatewatch involved. He was yeah. out there kicking ass and doing what he wanted, yeah. like, by his, on his own court. And, um... And again, and we know so far that he has been spoiled and things. And he, he, at the end of, uh, was it uh, Innistrad? Which um, he was imprisoned in stone by Nahari, but he is free now and is continuing his vengeance. Oh, good. Even and apparently he doesn't care about the whole Bolas and things. He's just after killing her. Ah, he was. Uh, he's just out we'll for see. revenge. We'll see how that. And he's out. been spoiled with sore and vengeful Bloodlord. Um, Creatures and planeswalkers you control have lifelink. He can plus up to deal a damage to player or planeswalker, and he can return uh, um, something with cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield, and it becomes a vampire as well. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, and I thought traditionally his cards, his Planeswalker cards, have been good. very good. They have been good. They haven't always cost a low amounts, but they've always had pretty fun effects. Exactly. So, very good. Well, I think that that about does it for this episode. We hope the uh, audio is is clear enough that we can make this work. And um, thanks for joining us on location here in Raleigh. And uh, as always, may your picks be profitable. Have Bye, a guys. Nice day.